everybody. Uh, this is Russ. And Dave. Welcome, Dave. Welcome, Russ. Um, had some fun getting our first two episodes out. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, interesting. I I don't uh, I don't know where this is going. Um, I don't think we have a clue where it's going. Yeah, I think it, maybe it's cathartic. Yeah, it is. It's fun, and um, it's, I'm I'm planning less and less. So tonight, I really have done very little in terms of um, creating an agenda. I you know, I think sometimes it's good just to kind of end the day, sit down here with a Hearty beverage, just chit-chat. Check. Like we do on a boat. Yeah, sitting up in the, up in the bush, uh, waiting for the, uh, the black flies to uh, land on us, bite us, lay a few eggs. Exactly. And, uh, you know, come out uh, six months later. Yeah. I mean, we don't, have a, uh, we don't have an agenda when we do that. We just sit and talk. So uh, just by way of housekeeping, uh, we want to thank everybody that's listened. We're, we're getting good listener numbers um our website is up and active people are looking at it we aren't getting a lot of emails so all the email addresses are on the website that's www.twoducksonaboat.com the number two and uh as we've said all along if you email us with something you want to hear about uh, we'll definitely talk about it yeah any any medical concerns questions you know uh, we like to you know Peel back the foreskin of medicine and uh, kind of take a dive into some questions and uh, see what's out there. Yeah, somebody might have a story they may want to tell us. So uh, feel free to feel free to jump on board and we'll we'll run with it. But tonight I'm going to start with a bit of a rant. I um, rant you, I'm gonna Rusty. Work. You're going to rant? Yeah. So here's what's going on. Every day I get past 60, I become less tolerant of people that do things that irritate me. Are you and talking about are you talking about like people, staff, uh patients, any kind of any kind of human being that irritates me? I just my tolerance is getting lower and lower. And there's one particular scenario that I have stumbled onto this week as I've had a little bit of free time. I took a little time off from work and I got a little free time. Uh, I don't get, and it's called the appointment. So you go to get a haircut now and you walk in and sit down and you say, I'd like to get a haircut. You have an appointment. No. Well, I'm sorry. I can't do anything for you. Well, it says walk-ins, you know, available. I'm walking in. I don't have an appointment. I can't do it. I don't have any room for you. The other one that's got me stymied is the oil change deal where you take the car out to the dealer and they have the line called the express oil change line. You pull in seven o'clock in the morning. I mean, right when the place opens, get out of the car. Do you have an appointment? No, I'm pulling into the express oil change line. Can't help you. If you don't have an appointment, I can't get you in. I go, I mean, I don't, I said, I don't understand. I said, I don't understand. What is the point of we take walk-ins, we take express oil change, but you don't, you have to have an appointment. I don't have time for appointments. Well, this is one of the things that scares me about retirement is that this is what retired people do. They spend all day fulfilling appointments. Have you thought about that? 
Like, like, are you making an appointment to get your hair cut next Tuesday? I have never made an appointment for a haircut. Right. Exactly. Never. This is my point. Never. This is my point. As I, when I grew up, I'm not doing that. you didn't walk down the street to Johnny Da Vinci or we had a guy named uh, uh, Poopy Day. You know, we had these guys that were haircut specialists in our town. You didn't go down there and have an appointment. You just walked in. And you sat down and waited. Next. Watched a ball game for 15 minutes, you know. See if you could read a magazine or whatever, hang out, talk to people, and they'd cut your hair. I got turned down like four places in our town here within an hour to get a haircut because I didn't have an appointment. And I just said, I don't understand why the sign says walk-ins are available. I, it, and I'm getting tired of it. It's getting irritating. Well. And it, then the same thing happened. It sounds like you're going to the wrong places. <laughs> well, it, they say they're men's barbershops. Have you thought about the fact that they're men's barbershops? Maybe this would be a great time for me just to pause right now and refill. Unpausing. So anyhow, I, I did. I went and told the guy. I said, uh, you know, I'll just go talk to the manager. And the next thing I know, um, he got me in and we got it done. And I sat and worked on the uh, our show today a little bit and uh, got it kind of tuned up. But I don't know. I don't like the appointment idea. I think the whole concept is it, it seems it works for people that need appointments to have things to line up to do in their future. Like, I don't need that. I have things to do. I, an appointment is based upon me, the, the employee not really wanting to do any more than I absolutely have to. They're functioning on a on a just a metabolic level that's so basic that uh, you know, cellular wise they're just they're just functioning. So if I have to deviate from my algorithm of appointments, then I can't do it. Do you get an appointment for an oil change? No, never have. Well you do it yourself. No, not anymore. I don't do that anymore. Oh, I thought you still did all that kind no, of. No, I go. I, I take I go, it over. I go to Quickie Lou, Bowley. You don't Lube. go to the dealer. No, no, no. The dealer is you. You know you. You pull in. You get out your wallet. Give them your credit card. You bend over, and then they charge you from here to oblivion. Well, I got three free ones though. Well, how'd you get three free ones? Well, it was probably not free. I probably I probably bought no, you, a you package. Paid for, yeah, in the back end, you paid for it. So I shouldn't do that. Probably shouldn't do that. Probably uh, should just go to Quickie. I, I mean, it's... They, With oil change and oil change, right? And screw the doesn't oil. doesn't violate oil. any contract or anything, does it? As long as they put the right oil in, they're not putting in... You ever hear about the time they, they, they left the plug out and some of that? I mean, the Quickie guys can be a little frightening. They're not always necessarily your highest trained professionals. Yeah, well, you know, making a living. All right. Well, I wanted to get that. Out, I wanted to get that off my chest because it does irritate me, and I am going to. Uh, I'm. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give in to appointments. I'm going to continue to show up at the door, with the expectation that they write on the window, "Walk-ins are welcome." I'd like to be welcomed. The thing about walk-ins is typically the people that do take walk-ins. It, it, it's it's another subversive way of saying, "Just have a seat. We'll get to you when we get to you." Yeah, probably you always have to take something with you to do or you're just going to be sitting there frustrated. All right, did you, uh, you got a piece of paper there. Do you have something you wanted to discuss? 
No, not not really. Okay. Just, uh, just... You, you you got something or I got a little surprise for you. What's that? This is just a discussion we had that I saved and we haven't shared with our audience. And I thought uh, since we're in the uh, kind of the wake of deer season, it might be a nice time to uh, cut it loose and then uh, let uh, let you react to it since you uh, you were actually out last week. I didn't I didn't deer hunt. I went down to the cabin, and uh, of course, you know, uh, right now this evening, I thought, well, I came out here to the studio, and uh, it was a little chilly. I put on my blaze orange polar fleece coat that I bought years ago in uh, for deer deer season because you don't want to get shot and you're required by a high law that you need to record you need to wear uh, so many square inches of blaze orange <clears throat> and uh yeah i you know went down there got on the atv rode around did you notice the five deer in your front yard when when i pulled in yeah i've got a whole herd of deer around here i got there's five bucks too i got five bucks more yeah, you know, there were five around. out there just a half an hour ago when yeah. i pulled in they're beauties they're, couple, te- couple they're teasing you a couple they're big te- ones yeah yeah. So you want to hear this? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll, talk. we'll just we'll just listen, and then when it gets done, we'll just jump back in. All right. I think I got this loaded up so we can listen to this. It's is, on the record button. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, any other thoughts from deer season that come that come raging into your mind? I just kind of wanted to make this a deer season theme. Um, uh, I mean, I know they got some stuff you can't maybe repeat, but what can you tell our listeners that they would find amusing about you and I on these deer hunts? Would it be the time that uh, you happen to make uh, some jambalaya and uh, uh relative made some, uh, some I don't know, venison stew, I guess is what you call it, maybe a shepherd's pie or something, I don't know. The, the ironic thing is um, he, he had this deer in the back of his van. Well, give the, give the, go ahead, give a little setup as to how the hunt camp, deer camp experience works on that Monday. So it's that first Monday after Thanksgiving, right? First Monday, go down sat- Sunday, mm-hmm. sometimes Saturday, but it's usually Sunday. Yeah. Kind of set up camp. Uh, at the time, we there was a cabin uh southern Ohio, uh, down in the bowels of the Appalachian Hills there in southern Ohio, mm-hmm. Benton County. And, uh, it, you know, uh, chop some wood, get things ready, kind of hang out, build a fire. Bunch of guys just uh, kind of you know, you know, manning it up. A lot of guns. Yeah. A lot, a lot of shooting. Guns. Yeah, we did some sighting in. We used typically used at the time we were using uh twelve gauge slugs. Yeah. Real uh, feel of manliness as well. Yeah. You know, you just a, a lot of guns and a lot of yeah, power. Not, I, I guess I'd like to put a little plug in for Winchester double X slugs. I think Winchester pretty much I haven't used that for almost fifty years. Yeah. Had very good success. The Remington. It's a, nice, it's a nice plug for a sponsor. Unfortunately, we don't have them yet, but I'm going to Winchester Double X uh, slugs, 12 gauge. Like it. It's a good slug. It's reliable. You could drop it in in a in a mud puddle, uh, yeah. pick it up, jam it in the. Uh, I will be keeping sh- this shotgun. I will be keeping sh- this segment in the file in case we can get Winchester to sponsor. Shuck it in, when Winchester. The money, when the money starts rolling in, yeah, group is tight, yeah. very tight. So, uh, big fan of Winchester Double X's. Right, okay, so get back to guns and setting camp up on Sunday. And, and, and so you know, we get dinner time, and so Rusty uh, wants to make some jambalaya. Make some jambalaya. Paul wants to do a little venison stew. So make it up. We eat it all. 
and uh, for whatever reason, you know, four or five o'clock the next morning when we start to get up to get ready for a morning stand, uh, most of us wake up bright-eyed and running to the outhouse because <laughs> <laughs> our bowels are on fire. Yeah. 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 And uh, massive, uh, massive blowout from everybody. Lesson learned. And, Lesson uh, learned. Each one uh, pretty much uh, blame blame the other for the had their own experience for the uh, colon uh, colon blow colon blow yeah Yeah. it was more of a colonoscopy prep clinic than it was a deer hunt camp yeah so yeah that that was good times good times good good times for friends yeah and so uh, yeah a lot of good stories about deer hunting and I hope anybody that's listening to us I hope we're attracting people that like to deer hunt. All right, so I I remember when you told that story, and uh, well, it's still going on. The story still lives. Uh, this this past uh, deer season, uh, it came up again, and it was a pitting between Paul's venison or Rusty's jambalaya. And uh, yeah, I mean, you, your cooking has been pretty good. I know that one time we were we decided to go out on a deer hunt, and you decided, hey, I'm gonna. I'm going to take some venison, some carrots, potatoes, put them in a cast iron pot, bury them by the fire. We'll come back. We'll have a stew. Okay. I could call four. that a Dutch oven, don't they? Dutch oven, right. Dutch yeah. oven. So four I, saw it on, I saw it on the web. It looked delightful. Four or five hours later, we come back to camp. We dig up the Dutch oven, Dutch oven and we pull it out, and it's nothing but dust. <laughs> he vaporized good deer venison, deer meat, carrots, potatoes, gone. Gone. I guess we had it too hot. Yeah. I guess there's you know, a chance uh, that over a thousand uh, degrees uh, might be too hot for for roasting. All right, what do you got on your paper? Nothing. No, nothing. Well, I thought you know towards the end, I thought I'd. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're getting we're getting I, into I just, that. We're getting into that uh, kind of the last I, you third know, of our discussion here. I had a conversation with a patient the other day, and he was pretty. You know, this person we had to get him to uh, uh, to the hospital for. Uh, a surgical intervention they were kind of a status post ed follow-up to me and and uh uh this person worked at a company that um manages very large angry animals and i won't go any further than that uh and it cracked him right in the head so he had this huge laceration Mm. had uh a sphenoid uh sphenoid uh fracture zygomatic fracture kind of orbit fracture um, some deficits with his visual acuity and floater. So, you know, we got ophthalmology involved, ear, nose, and throat. Um, you know, load the boat, never go down alone. Uh, as I can, I don't know if I told you, I'm deviating here. I, when I was a, when I was intern first day, we, we had a lecture by this, uh, he's now a general surgeon, I think up, but he was, he was chief resident surgery and he's standing there at six o'clock in the morning, grand rounds eating a bowl of uh, of Cheerios. His hair was all just disheveled. And uh, he gave us his rules. And we're sitting there, you know, because there's not a whole lot of deviation between fourth-year medical student and first-year intern. Right. That's a pretty... That's shades it's of a scary time. And that usually, folks, that happens in July. So, you know, word of caution, be careful if you go in the hospital in July mm-hmm. at a teaching institute... That's you, you, that's a challenge. So and by yourself, 
Well, that's again. I'm going to reiterate: don't ever go in the hospital alone. Right. Um, so he, you know, he said, "Okay, you know, eat when you can, sleep when you can, don't poop in the same bowl you eat out of." And uh, the patient always lies, double whatever they say. Uh, have a good trip, and he walked away, and that was it. That was today's lesson. That was the lesson, and we were released to the hospital to take care of all the patients. So I don't know, you know, I. I, I Going back to this guy that got cracked in the coconut, uh, I, I, I tried to kind of bring him off the ledge because he was kind of apprehensive. And I said, you know, when you go in the hospital, you need somebody who's with you. You need an advocate. You need somebody who can help you make decisions. You need to have somebody who's there to question what medicines are you giving? Why are you giving it? Where are you taking him or her? Um, you know, bring, bring in advocate or helper sure i I think that's a great idea always ask questions yeah as you kind of recover what other you know whatever surgical procedure you got man you got to keep moving i see more back surgeries where the patients just lay there and you got to get them up and get them moving you got to get moving it's it's the tai chi of medicine yeah you know um it's what's interesting is is uh doctors prescribe medicine until the patient either dies or recovers by nature. Is this a quote from your favorite movie? No. no. <laughs> What's your favorite movie about doctors? The hospital? It's the hospital, George C. Scott. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds like which, something. Which kind of falls in line with, you know, laughter is the best medicine, except when you're trying to fix diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> So when they say, hey, laughter is the best medicine, really? I got diarrhea. Am I supposed to laugh at that? I was, uh, I was reminiscing with my son about a s- story. He was telling me that he had to do the Heimlich on one of his friends. And uh, it was a small kind of a Heimlich light. It was, it was, the guy was, you know, he had it. But I was reminiscing him with him about a story about a guy that thought he was medical, and he wasn't. And uh, he was at a picnic, thought grandma was choking. Have you heard this? No, story? but I've, I've got one just like it. I've got one just like it. Well, maybe you told me this. Is this the one where the guy reaches a little too low and instead of giving her a chest uh, compression, he gives her an abdominal compression and she blows out. Yeah, she every, blows a load in her uh, pants and uh, farts every, every time he does. Every gives, time he does the Heimlich. Yeah, <laughs> I was there. I, I saw it. And I'm thinking, just get away. And Chris, the woman, she's an older lady and she's she can, you know, make sounds which is the first sign, don't, don't do the Heimlich. Um, you know, they have that proverbial, you know, international waving at you and they can't talk. Okay, I got something in my throat. I'm trying right. to, if, okay, they're speechless, if they're speechless, you, yeah. you can jump in. Yeah, so, you know, it's... Uh, but if she's yelling, leave me alone. Yeah, and he grabs her, reaches, pulls her up. She weighs about 80 pounds wet. And every time he compress, she pass gas. It'd be... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it just... And 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 the staff, there was somebody else there, and said, "You got to do something, Doctor." I said, "No, yeah, I'm just going to let this one go." What do you want me to do? I mean, he, is, he's getting a. She, if anything, she's getting her colon cleansed. He's he's uh, he's junior. He's junior medicine. He's ready to go, and yeah. he's having a good time. Over he's there. the internal medicine that pres- that uh, you know prescribes a dosage of Lasix uh, from age plus BUN. Exactly, exactly, and I think that uh, I had a little follow up on. Uh, phone call after our last episode by that and one of my retired colleagues completely agreed 
that was the dose that uh, she used through her entire career. <laughs> so, no. so there, there you go. I mean, it's uh, this isn't uh, this isn't all rocket science. Well, that's pretty much all I have. I we, we had uh, yeah, well, we've had a nice discussion. If there's anything else you'd like to talk about, I was hoping you would have at least one thing to leave with us this week as a thought for for uh, you know. Uh, just to chew on until we get together again. No, I think just, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, the, the thing about, uh, you know, the advocate, right? You need somebody who has something going on upstairs to ask questions. Okay. So I like that. I did. And I've done that and I've recommended that. And I've often said that anymore, um, if your friend's a doctor, can't get you anything for free. Can't get you any free health care, can't get you a free prescription, but they can give you, you know, advocacy. So what we can tell our listeners, um, if you'd like to have some insight into the kind of, uh, you know, information we use to develop some of our thoughts, we recommend George C. Scott and the hospital. Um Circa what nineteen seventy five maybe uh, yeah seventy four five yeah dark like I call it a dark comedy yeah it I was taken it. from the book House of God which yeah. is An- another classic another you know a medical school medicine classic along with Scut Monkey book yeah Scut Monkey with uh, how to basically be a be an intern resident you know with all those books in your lab coat. Yeah, they don't uh, do that much anymore. They're all carrying a little computer or phone. Well, or phone. yeah, you know, it's, what's interesting is, and, and I know we're running over a little bit. Oh, that's all right. We, we, we can always clean this. There, 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 was a, <laughs> there was a guy I did a residency with, a family medicine residency. And everybody, you know, in in, in medicine, there's this weird hierarchy. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's almost this weird paramilitaristic kind of institution where you had your attendings, which was, you know, the regular staff or a you know chief physician surgeon whatever behind them the senior resident then maybe a second year or third year resident and the intern and the medical student so you right. walk in a row you walk into the room you got to know your position you walk in then you got to turn around and you walk out in the same if you walk in front of one of those folks you get your head handed to you. Yeah, they don't like that too much. No, you end up doing, uh, you know, diaper changes and uh, bedpans. Right. So down in, the, down in the diarrhea unit. So you know, was, we got the internship residency. We get the long lab coat. No more short, the short medical ice cream. You know, right. Mr. Goodbar. It's a big day. It's a big day when you get the long coat. So you get the long coat, but this guy that we did a residency with. He's now actually a residency director at a at a uh, institution, which is interesting. Mm. He had on this really weird kind of mid-level short coat, but not quite as short as a medical student, not quite as long as a, a resident. Kind of like it, the short bathrobe? Yeah. It, well, it looked like a dental. Oh, he so, so we called him the dentist. <laughs> and the dentist, he, he was, he, you know, he... He would take a patient, and we we called putting on the treadmill to wellness, and he would put these patients on the wellness treadmill. He was on polypharmacy, which you know, uh, for those folks out in Ottumwa, Iowa, it's uh, nine medicines or more. So he had a, he was on polypharmacy. The guy was just a wreck. 
This this resident gets a hold of him, puts him on the treadmill, gives him a bag, cuts three toes off, puts him on a lot of meds. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's amazing that there are some... It's like that movie, you know, they talk about gomers. Gomers go to ground. They always go to ground. And so when you're grounded, um, you can't you can't hardly hurt them. But you end up whittling a lot of things away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is, there's some sound advice there. And um, I'm going to give one last uh, reminder that, a lot of ways to find us online. The easiest is to go to our website, www.twoducksonaboat.com. There's email addresses there. We're on every major podcast stream. And we love it when you listen. We love it when you respond. And uh, we'll start thinking about our, our next episode. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, and, and uh, coming back around, you know, we, we need to talk a little, you know, fishing because we've got a trip coming up um, in uh, next year. We're going to go up to the bush up into uh, western Ontario and uh, hit this outfitter's uh, cabin. It's the only, it's a cabin on a lake, Yeah, good smallmouth, um, some good, some lake trout, some musky. Probably a live Live podcast probably. That's come, that's come out a possibility, that. and I'm going to be taking. Here's a plug: Berkeley rod. Okay. Like a Berkeley rod, I'm a big fan of Berkeley rod. Uh, with a with a jig and a you know a lead headed jig with a fit, with a uh, Mister Twister white, or uh, chartreuse with a black tip uh, lure. Yep. We we probably need to t- touch on uh, water purification in the bush. That's going to be in one of our talks. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh. Well, well, that was good, Dave. And, oh, and, and and the other thing, too, as you're going to be splicing all this together, if you yeah. put it in there. Yeah. We're also probably going to be going, I don't know if you're if you're going to be thinking about it, but uh, I'm going to be signing up uh, May, I believe, of next year. we got a Wilderness Medicine Conference yes. in Santa Fe, yes. Santa Fe, Mexico. Yes, I am going to go. And they have some great topics with uh, snake bite, uh, water purification again, um, some bush bush medicine that's uh, always relevant to those folks who like to kind of traverse the pass of uh of the wilderness uh some simple stuff yeah uh, but good uh, i mean a good a good course i i did appreciate that you sent it and it's actually the santa fe wilderness medicine course and the date is may 31st through june 4th in santa fe santa fe mexico yeah and it's at a resort so i think it'll be a nice it'll be a nice conference nice trip maybe you can get out and santa fe's got a great town i mean there's some good things for our wives to yeah maybe we can hook up maybe we can get a get a day go out fishing while we're out there that would be good yeah that would be pretty nice all right right, rusty my friend thank you very much and we'll uh, wrap it there and we'll uh, head on to uh, the rest of life talk to you later have a good night i'll bring the music in we'll be done